And so we sing about it, we talk about it all the time, but really do we walk that out. And the scriptures this morning I've got, I'm hoping that I will be able to explain some of that to you and you'll be able to grab onto it. Uh, when the Holy Spirit becomes your friend, He brings four amazing benefits into your life. And so one of them is power. One of them is love. The third is fruit. And the fourth is gifts. And so we all have that within us uh, when we are believers. And so I believe the most important one of all of those is love. And so we'll talk about that. We'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, the first scripture I want to pull up is uh, Psalms 119.130. The teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand. And so in the NIV version, it says the unfolding of the word. So when we open our hearts and we open the word, we have an unfolding that takes place in our hearts. And I believe that Jesus comes in at that time. We have this thing that happens. When you're reading the word, when you're talking about the word, and you're unfolding what's really God wants to speak to you about. Okay, next verse is, I want to talk about the power. In Acts 1.8. But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about everywhere in Jerusalem. And so the reason that I bring this verse up here is, is because I think it's a powerful verse. I think it's a verse where this is right before uh, Jesus ascends and he gives the Holy Spirit to the twelve. And so I think that's key in the Holy Spirit realm because of the reason and fact that he sent them out to go everywhere with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we have that same availability to us today when we receive that. And so when we're baptized believers and we're unfolding the word, what are we doing? We're allowing the spirit to come into us and speak to us when we're reading the word. And so I think the Holy Spirit is one thing that we take for granted. We take it for granted because it is a tool for us. Sometimes I don't think we realize the availability of the Spirit to us when we don't even unfold the Word. So the Spirit can't come if we don't unfold it. We don't read it. We don't consume it. We don't digest it. We don't get it up here. But the most important part is we get it here in our hearts. Sadly, many Christians struggle all their days to live a Christian life. <clears throat> and they experience all kinds of failures precisely because they try to live in their own strength. 
They are saved, yet live lives of defeat and ineffectiveness, die and go to heaven, but they spend their entire lives without ever using the only power that makes them victorious living possible. And that victorious living I'm talking about is living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Letting the Spirit come and speak to you. Kirk's preached, I don't know how many sermons about the Holy Spirit. And so, it's good. We need that Spirit speaking to us so we have someone to go to and talk to. Otherwise, what are we going to do? We're going to be lost. And tell me, I was there once. I was lost. But when we receive that Spirit that comes in, and then to be able to walk in that, the second thing I want to talk about is the love. In 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 and 7, love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. Now think about that. No record of wrong. Jesus doesn't keep a record of wrong, does he? He's always there with open arms waiting for us to come back to him. No matter what we've done, how we fall, he's always waiting for us. No matter what we've done. And so that love is the key component of the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't have that love in your heart from the Spirit, how do you expect to receive love? True love. I'm talking about true love here. Just what it said. Love is patient. Think about that. He'll wait for you forever. He waited on me 42 years. That's the kind of love he has. And I can see a lot of you out there that's waited a long time and finally said yes. That love is essential. It is the key cornerstone to this Bible, this word, this right here. This is it. That four-letter word, love. It's the most profound word that was probably ever used. You know why? Because Christ died on the cross for us. And through that death, and through that burial, and through that resurrection, He showed us a kind of love that I don't know that we can ever show Him. And Nikki, i got to admit this to you. When I read this, Verses in 1 Corinthians, it always reminds me of you. Because she shows the love of this church to others. And I know many of you sitting out there has received that love. I know we have. And so I think it's important that we all realize that if we could just all love like Nikki, <laughs> what kind of different church this would be. Think about that. She's over going, no, but she's humble. And I like that about her. She's humble. But she shows a true love, a true heart. No matter what you need or whatever, 
she's there. And Kurt, you too. <laughs> Sometimes you just may not feel it, but he does love you. That's right. That's right. Amen, brother. And in Romans 5.5, 5, <clears throat> And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. He's given us that Holy Spirit so that we can feel that love that Christ died on the cross for. And that's why we're all here, right? We're here because we have that hope. Because it talks about love being patient and kind and everything else under the sun, that love, that, that blood that covered it. And that's why we have that love. That's why we talk about the love. Because without the love, we're nothing. And that's how we are to be as a church. I can tell you, I've been at this church 20 years. It's a loving church. Have we had disappointments? Sure we have. Have we moved on from them? Sure we have. There's always something that the enemy tries to put in our way to crush that love. But we have been strong, we have been faithful, and we have been true to one another. And so out of that, we have grown as a church. I mean, I can look back from the years when I first came to this church 20, almost 20 years ago and see where we're at now and it's, it's amazing what that love has done. That love and that Holy Spirit has done in this church. Amen. I can tell you we look much, much differently now than we did 20 years ago. Amen. And it's amazing what the Holy Spirit's done here. He, he, he's brought this time uh, of refreshing for Kirk to be able to take a break and let some of us step up and do what we're called to do. We're called to preach, to share the word. As leaders of this church, as an elder of this church, I feel like I have an obligation to let Kirk rest and show some of the love in my heart because I love him. I love him and Nikki and her family. We all do. And the reason we show that love is so they can get filled back up and rest and be able to consume. I mean, I got to tell you, I don't know how Kirk does it every Sunday. Because there is a pressure to come up here and speak before you guys. There is. I mean, I wasn't nervous because I've known you guys all, all along. You know, where Kirk, he came in, didn't know anybody. But that pressure of giving a message is real. <laughs> More real than I thought. I appreciate what you do, brother. <laughs> hope does not disappoint us. The believer's hope is not to be equated with unfounded optimism on the contrary, it is the blessed assurance of our future destiny and is based on God's love, which was revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. So there again is that word love. Hope, love, 
love. I don't know. I was going to look it up and I forgot to, but love is in the Bible a lot of times in case you didn't know that. There's a reason for that. Because he loved us so much that he died on the cross for us. Now for the fruit. Galatians uh, 5, 16 through 17. We talk about the fruit. Everybody has fruit. Each one of you sitting out there this morning, I can see fruit hanging from you. You know why? Because that love produces fruit. You all have fruit. You all take your fruit and you share it with each other and whoever you may come in contact with. That fruit is essential to us surviving because we eat that fruit. We take that fruit from one another, that spiritual fruit of the Holy Spirit, and we consume that. And so we take that, we want to digest that. And that comes along with the Word and reading it. We lift one another up. That fruit is essential. Galatians 5, 16 and 17. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the We all have this passion to be something, to do something, to do something for the church. And so that fruit that you have, you need to be taking that fruit and pouring it into one another. And when I'm talking about fruit, I'm talking about the different ministries that we have in this church. We have a lot of different ministries to be involved in. And I see a lot of you involved in a lot of different ministries. And that's great. So what's that going to look like after all this? We don't know. But that's why they call it a mystery, right? Because the Holy Spirit's going to tell us, it's going to speak to us on what direction we're going to go from here. So we're going to take that fruit and keep consuming it while Kirk rests. Think about that. Galatians 5, 22 through 26. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. There's that word again, love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Self-control. There's no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous 
of one another. There's all those fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Show somebody some kindness. You know, sometimes I like to send somebody a text saying, I'm praying for you today. I love you. How are you doing? Something simple, small acts of kindness, of love, mean everything. When we allow the Holy Spirit to fully dwell in our lives, He produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and gentleness. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. And this is what Paul meant by walking in the Spirit. We're to do all those things to one another. Do we do them? Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. But I think it's important that we do those things to one another because that's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us moving forward is to love on one another, to show the patience, to show the gentleness, to show the kindness. When we have a new person come into church, what do we all try to do? We all try to make them feel at home. Give them a hug. Shake their hand. Introduce yourself to them. That's part of that. And it's also part of us. In our small groups throughout the church, we have different small groups. That's part of that. The fruit of the Spirit is us getting together, lifting one another up, and praising God and what He's done in our lives. Now I want to talk about the gifts. In Acts 2.4, And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in another language as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. When we seek the Holy Spirit fully and understanding of it, God gives us different revelations in our lives. And I think that we take that for granted sometimes. In everything that we do, we should be asking the Holy Spirit, what do you want to do through me today, Lord? When you get up in the morning, do you ask God what He wants to do today? He gives us all kinds of opportunities. And I believe when we ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, how are you going to use me today? Are you going to use me for the kingdom today? What do you want to do through me? In Acts 17 and 18, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all the people. Amen. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And the old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit. He's pouring out his spirit on us right now. He's waiting on us. I mean, we're waiting for him to come back, right? Word says he's going to come back. Are you ready? Are you ready for that coming? Are you ready through the power of the Holy Spirit? It's for all of us. It's available. All we have to do is to just step into it. To walk in it. 
Don't take it so lightly. Take it seriously. The fruit of the Spirit is a gift. It's a gift that God gives us through the death on the cross and through the blood. He gives us that precious gift. And sometimes I think we take that gift for granted. We don't understand how it works sometimes. I think Kirk's preached a lot of good sermons about the Holy Spirit. And I do have a better understanding of it than I did before because of it. The qualities he produces in our lives are like packages from heaven itself filled with blessings, miracles, and power. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that God can do that for you this morning? Do you believe that he sends little packages from time to time? Those little packages are filled with the Holy Spirit. They're blessings from God. We've seen people healed. He sends those little packages for somebody to pray for somebody that's sick or hurting. Those are gifts. And those are some amazing benefits that I think God wants to speak through this church. And I hope you continue to pray for Kirk and Nikki for rest. I pray that you continue to pray for people who's like myself, that's not really preached, doesn't really know anything about preaching, but yet we're doing it. Because I think that's what God wants. I think that's how we're going to grow. I'm going to grow from today. Trust me. God is going to take some of those fears that I had and He's going to push them off on the side. And he's going to say, see, I told you so. And He's going to do the same for everybody else. But we have to remember, we have to love one another. And it is Pastor Appreciation Month, so don't forget to pray for them this month of October because they need it just like us. And just like I was speaking to you about the pressure, there is pressure up here. And to do what Kirk does every week is not easy. Because he gets tired of just looking out across there sometime and going, anybody going to say anything today? <laughs> so I get what he's I get the understanding. I get that. And so just continue to pray for them and lift them up this month. And lift one another up this week. Pray for one another. Call on somebody and say, hey, I'm praying for you today. I love you. Send somebody a verse. Send somebody that's got some meaning that I truly love you. Here's this verse I want to share with you today. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time. Uh, I pray, Lord, that uh, what you said this morning, Lord, uh, would be edifying and glory to you, Father. We just say hallelujah, Jesus, for opportunity to just come and share your word, Lord, and your spirit. And we're so grateful and thankful, Lord, that you love us. And so we just pray all this in Jesus' name. If you want to pray, there's prayer partners over here on my left. And if you just want to pray over here on the right, 
You got something you need prayers for? Don't hold back. Come up. Let the Lord move.